Welcome to Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Good morning. Welcome to Casual Conversations. This is Pastor Scott, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. And we have a special treat back with us today, our Ted and Patty Hambrick. They were with us last week and telling us a little bit about the twists and turns of life's journey. And uh, before we get started, you told me just a moment ago, uh, Pastor Ted, you told me there are actually two variants of the of your na- name. There's a yeah. Hambricks with a B, and there's Hamricks. What's the difference? Well, the best I can tell is the ham bricks are the poor ones, and the ham ricks are the wealthy ones. <laughs> so, do you have a B in your name? I do. Okay. <laughs> Would we'll you say we common folk, right? We, yeah, we common. We common. <laughs> Good morning, Patty. I am so glad that you've come back on with us today too. And uh, we we left off last week um, in California. You didn't stay in California, did you, Ted? No, we um. We wanted to come back home. Now, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and she's from West Virginia. But home was down south. So anywhere down south had been fine. So the uh, South Carolina district superintendent called me and uh, had a unique opportunity for me. I, I pastored a multicultural church in California. I helped start Hispanic church. So he thought that because of what I was doing in California that I would be perfect for this African-American church in Charleston with uh, most of the uh, black members from the islands, uh, Bahamas and places like that. We came to to Charleston, South Carolina and uh, pastored that church for a while. Mm -hmm. Then you ended up down in... um... I had, I had an opportunity. You ever had this opportunity? opportunity? That, that language had, from DS is that opportunity language is very, very... I had gone with him to Buford, South Carolina, and his intentions were to close that church. He just wanted me to ride along with him, what I understand. And um, we are talking to the church board. They want to keep the church. And they said, he said, well, you don't have a pastor. One of the men pointed at me and said, what's the matter with him? And, and the DS says, Was well, Patty there? She could have given him a long list. <laughs> and, and the DS says, Well, he's got a church. As it worked out, I went to that little church. First Sunday, there was 10 of us. And I went there and I says, Welcome to the Buford Church of Nazarene, one of the fastest growing Nazarene churches in, in the country. And that's kind of the way we worked it. And I was there eight years. And, um, uh, we loved our people, loved our community. Patty's father was in a nursing home in West Virginia. She was visiting her father, and she noticed that they got a new bus. And the old one was sitting there. She went and asked the owners if we could have that bus. The owners of the nursing home? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And they yeah. says, no, we're going to try to sell it on eBay. And uh, she thanked them. And in a few weeks, they called us and told us to come get our bus. <laughs> so that bus was sitting in our driveway. We were wanting to reach more people. And we thought, well, we'd go pick up kids and bring them to church. This was in uh, Hollywood. 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 Okay, so. And 
we uh, thought, well, how many kids can we put in our house? And how many kids do you want in your house all at once? But anyway, we, wrote, we saw the bus and realized that we could take that bus into a community and have church. So we went to um, the closest community to us, a little trailer park, and we visited, and the people were excited. The kids were really, really excited. And one man said, well, when you come, would you preach? So we, we, we just can't believe the reception we just got. That Saturday, we got in that bus and went up to the park and pulled in. And there's a man standing there. We opened the door. He says, you're not doing that here. Made us leave. We were sure that God was directing us. I mean, we're, we're on a God-given mission. What in the world happened? So about a month or so, we were really struggling. It was a rainy day, and I was going to go to McDonald's for breakfast. I got out of the ha- walked out of the front door and started to go down the steps, and God spoke to my heart. I mean, powerfully spoke to my heart, and it was very specific. Go up Highway 17 to the first mobile home park you see and tell the manager what you want to do. So I got in the bus, drove up, did exactly what I felt like the Lord said. Went in that office and told the manager what I wanted to do. But here's what I, we had worked out of uh, an important, important values, something to offer somebody. And I said to the manager, we know that you have several children here. And with kids, you, you have problems. They don't mind. They tear up stuff. They, they fight. They do all, do all kinds of things. We want to come and help you. And we would like to come and teach rules, respect, responsibility, relationship with relationship the Lord. With Lord, and then this was, this was the kicker that got the this this was really important to parents: education, education, education. Tell them, Patty, what are they? Well, rules, respect, responsibility, and then the relationship with the Lord thing. You know, he's a pastor, I'm a pastor's wife. We're going to tell people about Jesus. A lot. And when we first started, we did lessons about each one of the super life values. And the kids, I'm a teacher, I'm going to give them homework. So they had to learn those values. And then after that, they had to go teach them to somebody in their family. The the manager says, that's exactly what we need here. And uh, she not only managed that part, she managed another one. And she said, we want you there. And so we begin to grow that in, in that way. And so that was 10 years ago. And uh, God has renewed our call. And we are excited about what we're going to see and do. And I, we started this, this year, uh, we started three new ones. Three new Super Life locations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how many, how many do you have? Well, it depends on what you're talking about because we go and train other people in other places how to do Super Life. But we have seven little neighborhoods that we do in Hollywood, Megan, and Ravenel, South Carolina. We've taught other places in South Carolina, three or four of those. And then um, we have North Charleston, we have uh, Somerville, and then... We went to Zanesville, Ohio, and taught most recently, and they already have four Super Life neighborhoods and have started a new church. So it's working. Um, it's not all kids, is it? No, we have a. We were praying about having a Super Life for senior citizens, 
and we actually prayed for a specific place. And they called us and asked us if we'd come. So we go to a, a senior living community, 55 and above, and we've been doing that for several years. Now, how often do you go? Once a month. See, the, the, the thing about Super Life, it's a once a month program. Not everybody can invest a, a Saturday every week, and, and you'd burn them out. This week, they look forward to it, the kids look forward to it, and we, we, we continue to see changes in the kids. And, um, and the senior citizens can't wait until we get there either, so you know, that's a wonderful there, part. We do, we tell the same story, we do, play the same games, and we have the same everything, and they just love it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, though, I want you to share with us, because you're ministering to um, children and to seniors, mm -hmm. fixed or broken or non-existent income, and I want you to share with us how in the world you get the funds to do this, okay? But we're going to take a quick break, hear from Momentum Ministries, and when we get back, let's continue this story, this super life story. Hi, this is John with Momentum Ministries. In his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell talks about the law of the big mo, momentum. He says it's a leader's best friend that when you have it, the future looks bright and obstacles feel small. In many ways, that's our longing at Momentum Ministries to be a good friend, to come alongside and support you in ways that enhance your life to help you attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. Thanks for giving us that opportunity. We're truly honored. Welcome back, and uh, thank you for being with us here on Momentum Ministries. We're back with Ted and Patty Hambrick today, and they're telling us about a great ministry called Super Life, and uh, we want, uh, want to uh, hear from you, uh, Ted and Patty, about how you raise money. You've, you're ministering to senior citizens on fixed income or children on no income, and yet you've been doing this for 10 years, and God is providing. So tell us a little bit of, of your uh, secret on that. One thing, when we, when we started, we realized that the children, they don't tithe very much. <laughs> but uh, from the very beginning, people have stepped up and helped us. When we first started, there was a family in Ohio that we knew when we were pastoring years before somewhere else, and uh, they bought into what we were doing and began to send us money regularly. And when we first started out, we were small. We didn't have much of a budget that we had to have. And uh, they pretty well took care of that. But then other people began to step up and uh, felt led, led by the Lord to help finance Superbus. And uh, they're still committed to that 10 years later. We, we still encourage people to give. God has provided for this ministry. Every time. Every time. You're, you're not worried about it. We were using an uh, RV, and uh, we, had, we had just stripped out the inside of the RV and, and was using it for super bus, and it was, it was working really, really well. But one day I was leaving uh, one of the places, and some of them are pretty rough with their roads and stuff, I pulled out and went across the curb, and when I did, the bus just kind of bounced, and the windshield popped halfway out. Yeah, and um, I am so grateful for our insurance company. It was 
$3,400. It lasted maybe six months and then it happened again. Uh, and I didn't want to turn it in. I realized that the, 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 the RV was damaged, it was causing that. We needed a new one. And that was going to be close to $20,000. And uh, we had somebody send us 5,000. We had 5,000, so that's 10,000. By the end of the day, we had everything we needed except so much money and the people that had the RV that we were wanting to buy reduced the cost to exactly how much money we had by the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. So we went from $5,000 to $17,000 and it was amazing Just to watch. Just a few hours. Um, what would you say, and, and uh, you might not be able to narrow it down to one, I'm not sure, but uh, what's the most rewarding thing about pastoring super life we, we deal with at mostly at-risk kids to see them try you know the the saddest thing is when you see kids or anybody else that uh, just won't try and we've we've seen some re, uh, amazing results now we can't claim them because we would really need to have some kind of study but we've had some outstanding students come from Superbus. The, the uh, valedictorian last year, one of our kids had been with us the longest, um, got most more uh, Scholarship scholarships money. than anybody else in the whole school. I, I, we can't take credit for that. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> and most of our kids uh, are, uh, they come and go. For the most part. Well, the yeah. families are sometimes moving often, or this set of kids lives with one parent sometimes and the other parent another time. But because of the super life values, we're training them and their families how to have a future that's successful so they can take care of their families. And uh, we've had kids to go to the Army or the Navy or other things, but they're learning that education, education, education thing. We've, we've had Super Life kids in college. We've had a Super Life kid, a former Super Life kid to graduate from college. And it's wonderful to see what's happening to them, but they understand the importance of those values and we're having them teach them to their parents too. I think that the, the, the thing that makes Super Life so attractive to kids is uh, having a relationship with adults that are kind to them. Something that we don't do. I've, I've seen people working with difficult kids and they just scream at them. Well, they get that at home. <laughs> but uh, we, don't, we don't holler at the kids. We have a really good discipline plan. It's kind of tell you, warn you, time out. But once they've been with us and they've learned how we handle if we have problems, most of the time we don't because of those super life values. But they pay attention and they do very well and it's really easy to move to the next thing if you've had to correct something. And we don't have to do that much. You know, these are difficult people because they're in difficult circumstances and situations. And they seem to realize that we are there to help them. And, uh, and these kids will, will move, and they'll take those values and those Bible stories and the 
they'll remember the love that Miss Patty gave them and the hugs. And uh, wherever they go, they're going to take take that with them. We've we've had in the ten years we've had hundreds, hundreds of kids, and uh, and they've taken that if, if nowhere else in their hearts. And they've learned how to have a relationship with the Lord. We have four-year-olds that can tell you how to have a relationship with Jesus, and it's so fun to listen to that. But we also teach them to listen to God and do what He says. And so we're praying for that, but they are too. Amen. So um, what's the hardest thing that you've had to do or you have to do in uh, super life? Well, you know what? We've painted a pretty rosy picture of uh, Supervise because we, we just love love what we're doing. But there, there have been sad situations where we worked with kids and their families and, and um, well, like a little boy, 10, maybe 10, 11 years old, that we've been working with, came to church, just stoned. And... I found out that the family had had a party the night before and it included him. And those kind of things break your heart. But the most difficult, there was a little girl, we have a rule that you can't come to Superbus until you're potty trained. This little girl wanted to come so bad. So when she was potty trained, she started coming. And um, she loved Superbus. And when she came, She'd find Miss Patty, and she would hug Miss Patty, and uh, would just be so excited. And and uh, she years went by, and she was eight years old. And we had a baptism service that Sunday, and she went. She didn't. She wasn't baptized, but she went to see what was going on. And uh, she came. She went home. Patty and I visited the family. The mother and the grandmother was home. We we talked to them, and. Uh, Tuesday, Patty called me from her job. She had received a phone call that was shooting in the Ravenel Mobile Home Park. She came and got me. We went to the park. People standing all around, reporters, everything, standing outside the police tape. We just wanted to help. We wanted to do something. We, we, we had learned that our little girl was in there. After, after a good while, the police began to leave, and the coroner came out, and they began to take down the police tape and let us in. We were just devastated. How could God be in something as terrible as that? That guy, the guy that killed him, and I, I hadn't told that part yet, but the, there was a man who was dating this little girl's mama, laid her the grandmother down, laid the little girl down, and laid her aunt. Was it her aunt? Well, the mama uh, was the aunt's sister. The aunt was oh. the one that... Anyway, it was complicated. But yeah. Anyway, the, the mother there was pregnant with twins. And this man was mad at the, his girlfriend, one of the relatives, and put a gun to the head and shot everyone, even the little eight-year-old girl. How could God be in that? And, and, and I couldn't see how God could possibly do anything good with that. 
But we began to knock on the doors of all the mobile homes there. Every door we knocked on, they invited us in. And we were able to talk to them and pray with them. I believe maybe they saw a little bit of God in a terrible, terrible situation. It's not all roses, is it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's wicked, there's evil in the world. And um, that's the love of Christ that we share. That's why you do super life, isn't it? Exactly. We could be overwhelmed by evil, but we're going we're gonna to overcome the, the we, evil with good, we darkness need, with light. We need to realize there is an enemy. But being out in the neighborhood like we are, we get to minister to people that when we pastored a regular church, not a church in the neighborhood, we get to minister to people that we didn't get to be with then. They wouldn't have come inside your church door or our church door. But when we're in their neighborhood and they know us, they give us opportunities to tell them about the Lord. You ought to have seen that most of the places we go is African-American. You ought to... You ought to have seen the looks we got the first time we went in there. And now they don't pay any attention to us. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, we're going to say a prayer. And when, uh, when we're done, I have a couple more things I want you to share with us. But um, let's pause for a prayer. Father, I thank you, first of all, for your son, Jesus Christ. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to this world, a world that rejected you, a world that still rejects you. You came to give the light of life and hope, the light of peace and love. Jesus, we receive that light, and we gladly walk in that light. There are too many people, though, who are not walking in the light. I thank you for the message shared about Jesus, and especially as it's shared through Super Life, Pastor Ted and Patty Hambrick, uh, month by month, I pray that you would deliver young people, senior citizens, from the hopelessness that comes with this wicked world and evil world, that they would see the hope of Jesus Christ through these, your servants. Bless them and provide for them strength, opportunity, and the finances that they need as well. We trust you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I did uh, mention in my prayer there about the finances. So if somebody uh, would like to give, I know you you don't have fundraising apparatus or anything like that, and you're not out asking for money. But if somebody wants to give to Super Life, how can they do that? Well, first of all, I, the, the way we want it to happen is that the Lord really speaks their heart. And then... And then on our website, our Super Life Superbus website, all they have to do is look us up, and there's a, a PayPal section on there, and they just click on it, and they can make it happen. Could okay. they write a check? They can do that as well, and it tells people where to mail okay. a check if they do that. So what's the, what's the website? The website is superlifesuperbus.com. Okay, very good. Thank you. Now, this is uh, just as an important of a question is because you want your ministry to expand and uh, the work that God is doing through Superlife to reach more and more people. What if somebody's been listening today and they, they want to get involved? 
Well, if they want to get involved, they can uh, call us at 843-271-5068 or 843-327-0288. And they can also look on the website. And what we do is we go to other churches or organizations and train them how to do a super life for their particular situation. And so we share with them the values. We share with them our brochures and help them learn how they can adapt it for their situation. And if we go there, we do a sample with them and pick out a neighborhood to train and try, and it works, and the people who have done it, they're leading people to the Lord. And the important thing, though, is church in the neighborhood. Your goal is not to keep bringing people to your church, although that happens too, but the better thing is out in the neighborhood, you're reaching people for Jesus, and your church is also there. I think Jesus said that, something like that. He said, didn't he say to go and make disciples? He did. <laughs> he did. Well, thank you very much for being on with us, uh, Ted and Patty. Appreciate that so much. And I urge our listeners to, uh, to consider giving to Super Life and uh, look them up on, the, on the, their website. And if you want more information on how you can have a Super Life in your community, uh, please contact them. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for being a part of today's casual conversation. Join us again next week. But until then, may God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations. Brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at www.momentumministries.org. May the Lord's blessings fall on you today. Have a great day.